0: Yeah. Like people say, I only support products that I buy. Right, It's the opposite for me. Whatever, whoever wants to support this podcast, I will buy it. <laughs> like, I will become your biggest fan. <laughs>
1: That's right. He's back, baby. What's up? Ahmed Farid is here. He's under armored up right now. He's got it all. He's got the kicks. He's uh-huh. got it all. I'm waiting for my kicks still, so I don't have them yet. I will be sporting them as soon as I get my new Steph Currys. I'm jealous of you. I really am. But what's up, man? Good to see you. I'm wearing,
0: yeah, the little zip, the zip uh, pullover. Right. And the Steph Curry's. Yeah. Uh, sporting them here. Oh, the graphic. My Uh-oh. name was in front of it. But there we go. If I yeah. raise it up, you can see it. Well,
1: hey, it's it's very fitting. Put your, leave your foot there, please. Yeah. This is Chris Sitton's Unbuttoned presented by Under Armour. Under Armour. The Armour. only way is through. And we got through to Ahmed Farid, and he's wearing some underwear. Well, that was
0: the thing. It was like, uh, Ahmed, you haven't done this podcast in I don't know how long. Yeah, what is it? it's, been forever. it's been 18 It's been a long I'm time. I'm offended. It was offended. Olympics we had that, Paralympics yeah. after that, and right. a week of doing some other stuff. Yeah. But then they go, Ahmed, we got a bunch of free stuff for you. And so I was
1: like, "I'll come back." Oh, I'll come back. I'll come back. Wait, when am I on the schedule again, guys? <laughs>
0: How many do I have to do to get all the free stuff? They're like, "Just one time." I was like, "Okay, I'll come back Monday." Bam! So you're So back. here we are. No, it, right. it is good to be back. You you always know. I look forward to this day. I'm glad. I, I come hope in you here do. with a smile on my face good. when I see you. We try to have fun because we get loose. to talk. Exactly, we it's talk l- ball. We talk ball. It's right. loose. That's, yeah. that's our tagline. Yeah. We talk ball. And it's it's loose. loose. I like that. Okay, um, but we have so much to talk about, and our commitment to you, the listener, the homie is that we go through every one of the games. Yeah. Every one of the games, we give their due respect.
1: I'm right It was a good day. A lot of fun games. I mean, a lot of great matchups. Had some upsets. I mean, we had it all yesterday. We really did. So, I there, mean, but we always do, I feel like on a Sunday. I, I so. think
0: that the NFL the NFL has storylines all the time. Right. But I feel like this year there are like more available storylines. Like every team has two or three really interesting ones. You don't have to make up any yeah. for any teams. Yeah. And so uh, that that makes it that makes our job easier. I, I,
1: I mean, I I have people like what what's jumps out to you right now in the NFL after two weeks or last week, and I'm just like, man, I don't know. There's <laughs> a, so much stuff that jumps out to yeah. me. I can't just pin it down to one thing. But you're right. There's a I think between the rookie quarterbacks, quarterbacks changing teams, you know, fans back in the stadium, uh, the Super Bowl champs being you know elite. The Chiefs yeah. having changed their team. I mean, there's just there's a lot of different ways you can go. Dak Prescott being back. I mean, it is. It was an awesome day yesterday. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's more exciting. And I think it is because the fans are back in the stadium. And there's just a different different atmosphere.
0: So we're going to go through it the way we always go through Let's it. Let's do it. Damn okay. Self-scout thyself. Yeah. Give me the headlines. We have the return of my top pick power rankings last year. Named the Trevor Lawrence top pick power rankings. Right, right. This year we don't know yet. Spencer Rattler top pick power. I mean,
1: that doesn't... That no, that's doesn't the Oklahoma ring. kid. You're is right. It, I don't I you know, know. Sam Howell. Yeah. Uh, Thibodeau
0: is also in the mix here. That doesn't have a ring to the it. The kid
1: really. at Ole Miss popped to me. I said this to Paul Ooh. a few weeks ago, the quarterback, and I'm not going to be able to call his name. I just yeah. know there's a little buzz in the NFL world, and I did get to see him. Yeah. Uh, what is it again? Matt Coral, right? Ooh. He kind of popped yeah. to me. Now, he's undersized guy a little bit. It seems like... Yeah, I think he's only like 6'1", something like that, but... I, you know, again, I think size at the quarterback position, that's not going to be as imperative in the NFL as we go forward with the way the rules are set and how athletic sure. some of these quarterbacks are now and the way the game's played. You can certainly spread the field and find Alex, but he's the guy, um, and we'll see how that goes. So we'll do that maybe
0: that, that random guy at Ole Miss, right. top pick, pick power rankings. Right. That, that'll be the name of it. <laughs> okay. um, but we start with Damn Okay, presented by Under Armour. Yeah.
1: Damn. Okay. okay. Damn. I'm okay. Yeah, no. I mean, yes. I'm okay. The legal gambolizing. Oh, <laughs> baby. I am Chris Sims. I'm okay. Uh,
0: in the uh, Oh my god. Okay. Is that longer than normal? No, I feel no like you just I haven't just... been
1: here in a while. You're, you're trying to cut off B Rabbit. Don't do that, okay? You're from Detroit. You're from the Eighth Mile. Yeah. Don't cut off B Rabbit.
0: Let the freestyle play out completely. Yes, you're right. right. <laughs> um, Under Armour sponsoring this segment. The yeah. show is well. They're all over the podcast right now. They're all over Chris Sims. Yeah, they are. They're in mean, love. I'm gr- glad why to have. Why, them. why, I mean, why it's wouldn't they? Awesome. Why why wouldn't it's they, it's made me
1: raise my game. That's what I feel like. I feel like man. If I'm going to be sponsored by Under Armour, yes. like Brady and Steph Curry, yep. then I need to be the Brady or Steph Curry of football breakdowns. There's
0: a level of excellence yeah, that you need to expected, display. Right. Yep. yep. All right, so we'll do that. it. And We're, I
1: can do it until I'm 50, too. Just like Brady. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to. That's
0: the question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so our first damn okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go to our Sunday night football game scene right here on NBC. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Running around, doing things that maybe only Lamar Jackson can do. He threw for 239 yards, but ran for 107. uh, Two rushing touchdowns, and basically put the game on his shoulders late when John Harbour said, you want to
1: go for it? Right. And he goes, coach? The analytics say
0: punt. Let's punt
1: it right here. No, he said, oh, <laughs> yeah. let's go for it. Yeah. Now, First off, that's the, one of the coolest things, I, be, I think, about the Baltimore Ravens. There is just – John Harbaugh does have a connection with his players and trusting them, you know, and they just have that aggressive, like, we're not going to take second place to anybody for anything and we're Knowing just going to push he'd forward. Say yes, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but giving yes, him that But probably power. wants to see – just the confidence in the answer too, like the com- If you know, he, Harbaugh is probably thinking, I want to go for it. But if like Lamar hymns and haws, then he might go, ah, let's punt it. But yeah. if he gets the right reaction, which I think he mostly, most likely will, with Lamar every time, uh, you know, yeah, they're gonna go for it. But I'm glad we're starting there because, like, this is something I tried to say on the Peacock post game show last mm-hmm. night a little bit. Like, can, can we, let's give Lamar credit. It was an 11 point, or yes, an 11 point comeback. You know, late in the third quarter, but early fourth, that they came back and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the two-time AFC Super Bowl champions or AFC championship Super Bowl attendees. You know, and I feel like sometimes it just gets glossed over. Like if if the roles were reversed with Lamar and it was Patrick Mahomes who came back and everybody, oh my gosh, magical comeback by Patrick Mahomes. And usually it is. I'm not trying to downplay Patrick Mahomes. But for some reason when Lamar Jackson does it, everybody just goes, ah, ah. Okay, yeah, I know it doesn't look the same as Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in the way he plays. But still, it's effective. And the whole game plan is around him. They're not that great on defense. He is the running game and the jump-off point for that. And then he threw the ball really well last night. Mm. Yeah, he threw two picks. Only one was really his fault. The post down the middle. He wasn't seeing
0: Matthew. It seemed like all game, like Matthew was kind of fading over to the other side of the field. Yeah, he just yeah. wasn't seeing it. Well,
1: him. I think he'd like, you know, the, the pick six, Watkins kind of fell down. Sure. I think he was kind of trying to, like, look it off and then came over there kind of like mid-throw, just going, he's going to be open. And it was a little too late. Like, Watkins was down and not quite in the same spot as he was getting up to where I think he thought he was going to be or where he saw his body language, at least originally. So that becomes a pick. Yeah. The next one. You know, he got fooled by the coverage, and he can't just stare down the guy going down the middle of the field, especially against, like, they were playing what you would call quarters coverage. The safeties aren't going to get as wide and high and wide in that. So he looked down the middle, Matthew being the backside safety, just followed his eyes. He took right. him right to it, yeah. and that became that. But other than that play right there, I mean, I don't know how anybody can't watch the game and go, man, a lot of on-point throws. Man, you see the ball, the way it spins off his hands. He threw some balls with some serious pop on it, too. Like, again, they're never going to be an offense that's going to go 35 for 45 for 420 yards in the pass game, and we're going to go, oh, my gosh, they're not. The offensive coordinator's not good enough in the pass game. That's not the type of team they are. I think Lamar Jackson is capable of that if he was in that type of offense. Like, not that he's going to be Mahomes or Josh Allen on a weekly basis, but he's a better passer than everybody's given him credit for. And again, I just think we got to give him his respect for what we did last night. That was a tough situation, a lot of pressure on him. And kind of got a demon, you know, off his back last night with Kansas City and getting that victory.
0: One of the most unique quarterbacks in NFL history. Right. what he can do. Yeah, and to be a Ravens fan and have him to root for every week, how awesome is that? Yeah. So stay healthy. Respect. Stay healthy. Definitely, Lamar. You got you got respect here. We also got to give some respect to the defense. They created some big plays 100%. late. Would not have had that uh, comeback without a turnover late, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and this one comes from. Roseau, uh, Rousseau, D R O T Y. So, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Ooh. Looks like some. Pub okay. For, uh, He's Gregory for Rousseau's guy, friend. We'll talk right. about him later on. Right. Uh, he goes, damn, okay, away. Damn, yeah. away. Yeah. Maybe a new name of the segment. Odafe, right? Odafe, away. Right. The Ravens' second pick in the first round this year that they got, ironically, from the Chiefs, got right. the game winning fumble knockout last
1: night. So, some love for what away did not only on that play but yeah. in the entire game he's he's a freak show at the end yeah i would be shocked if he's not you know starting here soon maybe he started last night i didn't even notice it i don't think he did um but it will only be a matter of time they don't have enough playmakers in their front as is i mean one of the issues with the ravens is their front four pass rush they they don't you know they have to blitz to get create pressure you know that's where i think we should start too with that side of the ball wink martindale great yeah. job Kind of like playing a defense and a style and a scheme that he doesn't really want to play but realized like hey i'm down a few players we're not maybe the same defense i've had the last few years i got to kind of reinvent myself and play a different way yeah. but away is special there's no doubt you know he got way overrated and he didn't get a sack as last year at penn state uh, he got plenty of pressures. He's got all the ability to be a pass rusher. And you see, there's two weeks in a row he's popped out and made a few plays in, in the Raiders game last last week and Monday night. So, yeah, phenomenal by him. Glad to see him kind of getting uh, getting the job done there. But that was big, the way they played defense. Yeah, It really was. And, again, it goes into the Chiefs again. Here we go. Teams that drop back and don't blitz a whole lot. You know, yeah, we saw them have some good offense, but – no, it, it's not surgical. They, they they lack the big plays. It's not the same offense. Like, listen, I, I know Travis Kelsey had the unbelievable play where he broke yep. a bunch of tackles. Again, I don't think that's going to happen on a regular basis. Pringle had basis. a pretty big one, too. Pringle had a great one as well. Yeah. So can they continue to grow their offense that way is something I'm watching out for for sure. This is the disappointing thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Their defense has gotten their ass whooped in two games in a row. Ooh, we got a question on that. Yeah. Eddie Godot. Right. Chris Jones looked like a
0: deer in the headlights out there. Yes, he did. I know. It's his first year at DE, but right. he isn't ready to be the main guy there except on passing downs. Ooh, a proclamation from Eddie Godot. Yeah. Uh, some concern on, on Chris Jones, but well, you got concern on the whole defense.
1: Well, the whole defense. I mean, you know, the one thing I thought, well, I mean, Jerron Reed back, you know, on their defensive tackle, and now, you know, the linebacker positions, they got some young talent there, and yeah, Chris Jones. I just thought, man, it's going to be hard to push them around and, and move them. They've gotten moved everywhere the first no. two weeks. Browns had their way with them in the run game, and we saw last, last night the Ravens had their way in the run game. Okay, two two better running so, teams in the NFL. Definitely. Two right? better running teams in the NFL, but the one thing I've always been impressed with with Kansas City, I think you can know this even going back to like the Super Bowl against the 49ers. When they kind of want to say they stop something, they usually kind of slow it down. They don't get yeah. killed by it. You know, Derrick Henry in the AFC Championship game in a few years. Oh, nobody can stop him. They stopped him. You know, they usually can answer the bell and Spagnuolo can usually come up with the game plan. I think there was a I don't think it was all Chris Jones last night. I think there was a few plays where it looked like Chris Jones. And, you know, yeah, he was confused. There's different rules playing defense end. But the other thing, too, is they had a few times where Lamar kept the ball on the edge. And they had it coached right. It was right. The linebacker was there to be had for Lamar. It's like Mm -hmm. the defense end crashed on the the run in case he gave it to the handoff. And now there's the linebacker in his gap for the quarterback. But – like, there was probably three or four plays where he still took a step towards that running back. Like, oh, wait, I should go get him, too. Right. And it's like, no, do your fucking job. Stay where you are. Don't overcommit because this is Lamar Jackson. He saw you overcommit, and now he's gone. Um, but that they've been disappointing on that side of the ball. Sorry for that long answer. There. No, that's good. That's yeah.
0: good. So some concerning signs, perhaps, for the Chiefs. Good for the Ravens, who... Are a team that you had barely making barely the making the playoffs. playoffs
1: I mean, you could see why a little bit right now. It's yeah, not, but, but that the was edge. a huge They're living win. on the edge. They're living on the edge, definitely, no yeah. doubt about it. And I'll say this last thing here before we move on the game. I mean, we know Mahomes is awesome. Yeah, I'm still not convinced Mahomes can run 100%. Mahomes, there's just still something that looks different about his run. I don't know what it is. The I'm the just toe. telling you, the toe? his toe, yes, and just the way he runs. And the, there's just one gear missing. And I know people, I, this is conspiracy theory, Chris, here. I understand that. But I, I also am like like Mr. Analyzer of everybody and yeah. usually have a pretty good feel for this type of thing, so we'll see. But either way, it was a lot of fun to watch, and you don't see Kansas City blow games like that too often. All
0: right. All right. It was close, Yeah. but they went down. Uh, Ravens get the victory, which they could not get in week number one against the Raiders, Woo! who is our second yeah. damn okay. And I'm glad that this is your second damn okay, because I have so much respect for this quarterback. Damn okay for Derek Carr as the Raiders defeat the Steelers 26-17. to Carr goes for well over 300 yards, 382. He's got 817 Whew.
1: through two weeks. You give a damn okay to Derek Carr. Uh, I mean, 100%. You've got to give a damn okay to Derek Carr. I mean, right now, I think if you just look at it, you'd go... He's the MVP of football right now. I mean, he's the MVP after two weeks. There's nobody better. You got to play the Ravens defense. All those blitzes week one. Yeah, I know they're undermanned, but he carved them up. And then what we saw yesterday, oh, the Steelers, you know, at home, home opener, the way they looked against Josh Allen and company. You know, I always thought this game would be close. I did. I picked the Steelers to win, I think, by like two points. I think I picked a 23-21 game. I, 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 where I wish I would have just not that I would have changed my pick I don't think but I wish I would have brought this up a little bit last week you know it, it, they're a good matchup, the Raiders, for the Steelers' defense in a lot of ways. The Steelers want to play zones. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play a ton of man-to-man in your face. They want to kind of confuse you with looks and then, you know, hey, we blitz this guy, but we drop that guy, and we kind of have a good feel for where you run your routes. And But Gruden has 90 million short passes, and to me that was the game. You know, I know they we have some highlight big plays, but he was so surgical in the 5- and 10-yard mark, you know, throughout the game to where – the Steelers finally had to go. Wait, we, we can't just keep getting picked apart and having these slow deaths. And that was what led to some of the big throws down the field, the rugs, and more of the right. explosive plays. Was the execution before that set those opportunities up? But man, Derek Carr's mastered the offense, and uh, the Raiders got some mojo going right now.
0: If you don't know Derek Carr, he's out of the Philip
1: Rivers mold. Doesn't swear. Right. Right. Uh, but is very fiery. Right. Headstrong as hell. Like respect of his teammates. Definitely. They love him. Definitely. Definitely. Like, he's not like listen. He's he's not going to be like the cool guy in the locker room that everybody's going to be like, "Oh man, you're so cool." But he's it's kind of cool for being uncool. Exactly. I feel like. He owns it. He, he does own him, it. He is him and that's I can always respect that. Like I respect I been I was around him a few times early in his career uh-huh. and got to hang around practices and that. Yeah, he's focused going to say all the banner right things, you know, like, "Hey, coach Sater told me to say this and I'm going to say this and he said he believes in. He'll it." Buy in. He yeah. buys in. And hey, he bought into John Gruden who You know, it's not easy at times. I mean, he can get you to buy in, but then you want to go, man, I want to abandon ship. This guy's freaking crazy, and he just never has faltered. And you can see Gruden now has bought into him. I mean, they had like a bromance yes. hug where they were like rubbing each other's chest. And they it was want a little hug awkward. Because they, they wanted to, to like hug and get really crazy. Bit. But COVID. because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> instead, Gruden just hit him on the chest and was like, you're yeah. the fucking man, bro. They I'm not ready like to that. hug publicly yet. Right. But I'm almost there. <laughs> almost you can there. tell Gruden's almost there. <laughs> right. No doubt about it. So that was a big win. No doubt about it. And they had to do it with the right arm of Derek Carr. No run game. And the defense played really well once again, too. So you've already mentioned that the one play that popped when they
0: were up by two with 10 minutes left, the 61-yarder to Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Uh, Cuz Crypto says, damn, okay, Henry Ruggs, stepping up and looking like the guy... We all thought he could be. I was. I look back at that play. Yeah. Because I do some film study too here. Chris. Yeah, this, I know it's you, you do. Not you that do the films. I do it too. <laughs> uh, he just uh, he beat Akella Witherspoon. Yep. And then just ran by Mika Fitzpatrick as right. well. Like he just ran by both of those. He guys. did.
1: And that's what they got him for. And hopefully the last two games get, build a little confidence here and now to where he starts going. Wait, I can be Tyree Kill or something of that nature to where yeah I might not you know pick you apart underneath, but coach is going to have a few plays dialed up for me to go deep every week, and you better watch out. Yeah. And we're. Seeing Derek Carr can push the ball down the field. He's very accurate deep ball throw with the last two years. That is awesome to see. It really is. And that play specifically, probably a play will break down for what the fuck happened Wednesday. Yeah. Because you're not even supposed to throw the ball there. You're not. That's not that coverage. I did a little breakdown with Breeze on this on Sunday Night Football, the the uh, Football Night in America pregame show, where Minka Fitzpatrick is this deep safety. But Carr saw that he was kind of eyeing down Waller to his left. Darren Waller was over there. Mm. And that's where like, experience at the position, and I played a lot, that brings you to that play. Like a, a guy who's just starting out, I don't think he gets there because he goes, wait, this is single safety. I shouldn't be hitting post routes. Yeah. That guy's going to be deep. There's no way that I'll be don't, there.
0: Don't ever look back there. That's that's don't, cross right. it off.
1: Per, exactly right. And he saw, I think, the body language, mm. knew his matchup. Realized Minka was looking at Darren Waller and just put the ball on the money.
0: Helps when you can throw it 55 yards in the air, as yeah. Carr did yeah. on that play, one of the longest air yard completions of the week. Yeah, right to go, think, Derek Carr. Russell
1: had the, had the longest one, as he does many weeks. Uh, uh, oh, we, yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to talk about the Steelers' offense for two seconds. Well, I'm not moving on yet. Okay, good. Chris
0: Daste, What's up, Doste? Says, why the F? I don't even, I think he actually used the word, but we're just going to say F. He did, Pete
1: says. I went you know to go, Chris. I'm glad you used the word Day. I like the word. I like it. Way Why to go. did
0: Tomlin run a play with 15 seconds left and down two scores? I said, "Oh, uh, going to get someone hurt." And boing, there goes the wide receiver on a meaningless play. He's talking about Deontay Johnson suffering a, an injury on in the game's final play. I don't. Have we heard anything more on that? I
1: saw him limp it off. I still yeah. haven't seen a replay of the injury. I'm not going to lie. I so, saw at the end yeah. of the game. I went, "Wait, did Deont? You know, I was going to go. Did Deontay Johnson get hurt? It, I know. it, it it's it's it was what fifteen seconds left? Is that yeah, what he said? Yeah, yeah somewhere around the back Yeah, I mean, listen, I understand. You're hindsight's right. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's hard. You know, coaches want to give right. it one shot. Oh, maybe we'll break a long run and get or, you know, score with four seconds left or and now just never give up. You know, just never give up. It's a mantra. I mean, I exactly. It. It's hard for a coach to say that and just go, Hey, it's over, guys, let's kneel on it. Yeah. But yeah, down two scores with that little of the time, I understand the question. No, I mean, there's it's true. there's risk there. And uh, that stinks, and it really stinks. Going into what I wanted to make the point of, anyways, yeah. is you know, listen, I, I haven't lost faith in the Steelers' defense. I still think it's going to be top notch. unless TJ, TJ Watt, Watt early, yeah, right. So that that hurt them, but. Um, the Steelers' offense is still concerning. Yes. I mean, it, it, it didn't play well against Buffalo. Didn't really play good enough that game to win the game. The defense won it for them. Special teams won it for them. And then yesterday you saw, yeah, there's a few big plays, but, like, what is the offense, Ahmed? You know, this is the thing. Like, what? What? what I. you know, there is no identity to it right now.
0: Is their offensive line good enough to have an identity? No,
1: maybe not. And I don't know if, like, the I'm – I'm still not sold the offensive passing games good enough either mm. to just be, like – okay, wait, we're not dominating the run game. We can still pick you apart. For me right now, two weeks in a row, Pittsburgh just looks like, and this is why the Deontay uh, Johnson injury is a little concerning, is yeah. they're a one-on-one matchup team. Um, if you go back and look at their plays against Buffalo or their plays yesterday, it's when they got teams in man-to-man and he just goes, oh, my guy's better than that guy. I'm going to throw it up or put it in an area where he can go get it. And that's really been every big play on their offense so far. Yeah. And that, to me, that's not going to get it done as we go forward. It's not. You know, teams are going to figure out. They'll figure out how to way- play looser zones or get corners off, and and so they got to do something again uh, to give their offense a little bit of a, a spark and, and a little more variety because it, it's kind of underwhelming right now.
0: Yeah, some concerns for the Steelers. Pete also notes that Tyson Alualu is having surgery on a fractured ankle. He, he got hurt early on too. Season.
1: Damn! So he's done for the year. I saw it happen or, uh, Real. I, I want to say it was. TJ Watt hurt him. You know, TJ, it was one of those where TJ Watt came around the edge and sold out, and then yeah. swung into his leg. If I remember correctly, it was early. But that's those are big blows to that team. You know, Stefan Tuitt has not been able to stay healthy, so you're always worried about him. Yeah. Alou, Alou is a good player who is a starting caliber defensive lineman. Hayward's up there in years. They're not incredibly deep up front. So that's that is that's a big loss for them. And, and T.J. Watt with a groin injury, I don't think he's going to be like 100% ready to go here anytime soon either. So problems early
0: on for the Steelers that probably needed a good start yeah. because um... – they didn't finish last year very well. No. And so there were already some warning warning signs there. Uh, moving on. Moving on. We do on. have another uh, damn okay. We have a lot more to give because there, there are some really good performances here. And I, I love this. I love that we focus on the positive here on this podcast. Yes. The only time we focus on the negative is when we point out where you were wrong yeah, right? in your rankings. We just take it. We take it like a fucking you, man. You take it like And like I was
1: wrong. And now let's self-scout thyself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later on. But
0: first, a damn okay to Derek Henry who went off in the second half, was, was contained in the first half by the Seattle Seahawks, um, but then just accelerated, put his foot on the gas in the second half. Kristen, I think we have it. There it is, 13 carries for 35 yards in the first half for Derrick Henry, 22 carries for 147 yards and three touchdowns in the second half and overtime. Basically, once he got going, Seattle had no chance. And even though they were up big, by two scores in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, well, I mean Tennessee dominated the second half. Yes. You know, as soon as what I mean, the Seahawks went in twenty-four to nine, and the game was really never the same after that. I mean, yeah, the um, the uh, we know that I know Russell got the big touchdown pass, right? the blown coverage down the left seam there where I don't know what the tennis – I don't know what happened exactly there. But, you know, other than that, it was Strugglesville for the Seattle Seahawks' offense. I mean, they really couldn't get anything going. Lockett got free. Lockett got free, right? Uh, Lockett got free early, right? Well, that's the one thing you can guarantee with Seattle. They're going to come out every week and have two or three, like – we're, we got some home run shots, yeah. and we got two guys that can go get it, and we got Russell who can launch it. So they're going to take their shots there for sure. But uh, again, this is where I, you know I've had some trepidation about Seattle. First off, again, when the emotion of the game kind of like early on, the emotions of the game wasn't on their side, and they can't overwhelm you with their new game plan that week. You know. Teams settled in, they start to move the ball consistently i just don 't know how talented Seattle is on defense that 's what i 'm going to say and i 've been mm-hmm. saying it all along i 'm not They can throw some waves of body at you. I love you because I love them because they force the issue and they 'll crowd the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, you saw some plays where yeah, you crowd the line of scrimmage to such a point where if one guy misses or anything and then Derrick Henry gets to the second level, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he's just he's unbelievable. I, 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 this is a game I need to watch on film. I don't have great feel for what they did on offense or defense to really change or turn the pendulum to their favor. Yeah, I looked at the
0: 60-yard run, yeah. and basically Trey Flowers, the corner for uh, Seattle – had him at the line of scrimmage, yeah. unblocked right. for no gain. And, but, and just Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Well, the, the,
1: the, and to me, that's Seattle's defense problem, though. Like, that, it should never come down to that. Hmm. Well, you know, him against him, one-on-one? Yeah. I can tell you Derrick Henry's gonna, if they go off ten times, Derrick Henry's going to win eight of them. So that's just, that to me is not sound. Yeah, right, and Pete's going, it looked good on the board. It did look right. good, yeah. I mean, there was, it looked like it was, you know, zone, outside zone to the right, And he – Seattle way too over-aggressive, over-pursuing. He found the cutback lane to the left side, right? And he's taught to do that. There's certain things he reads. And, yeah, that's just – again, he's a cover corner. He's not going to make that tackle on what – a Hall of Fame running back? We're talking about a Hall of Famer right now, Derek Henry. He's, yeah. he's gonna, going down to one of the greats of all time And there's all said and done.
0: Their safety, Diggs, was there, too, at like the eight-yard mark, and he just
1: outran he him. He outran him, right? He just sprinted past him. That was, I think, to me, the most shocking thing, because Diggs is pretty damn fast. I mean, he's got some true explosion acceleration. And he goes right by him. And then, yeah. you know, what happens there? They start to do that. And then it opens up all of a sudden, a lot of other play action, big passes down the field. And we've talked a lot before. Yeah. Tannehill, if you're open downfield, he will hit you. And there was like two or three big drops by Jones and uh, A.J. Brown yesterday, too, where they left some yards on the field.
0: One more concerning thing for Seattle is that they did stuff the box. The, so Derek Henry faced an eight-man Thank box. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Uh, Eight inside the box, 54% of the time, second
1: most in the NFL, and it didn't matter. No, that's what's concerning. Again, you know, Seattle overwhelmed the Colts in week one with a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. And of course, the Colts had problems protecting and figuring it out. And I mean, the Colts are still having those same problems yesterday. Um, But even in that game last week, there was a point where I was like, oh, wait, the emotions ran out, and the Colts are kind of moving the ball on Seattle here a little. You know, I, again, we'll watch. We're going to watch them as we go here. Okay. I just don't think Seattle, you know, is a force of nature running the ball. I don't look at the O-line and just go, oh, they're going to be able to run it on anybody. Right. Right. And then we're going to see what Shane Waldron's got. And then it's kind of the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I have respect. They're going to hustle. They're going to hit. They're going to send waves of players at you. But I just don't know how good they are, and, and I, I feel like, You know, we got to just kind of evaluate as we go forward. So,
0: you got to take a closer look at this game. You might not have the answer to this kind of question, but who is G. Taylor? Throws in a damn okay for Titans cornerback Christian Fulton. Looked very good one on one with DK. And I did see some love out there for Tennessee's. Late defensive stand because the the defense basically stepped up. Don't. They don't win that game. I mean Derrick Henry can go off, but if you don't stop him late, you don't win. Jeffrey Simmons inside got some love. Yep. Danico Autry, Ola Adaney got some love too. So there's some people that stepped up for the Tennessee. They defense have
1: ta- they have some talent. I mean, they got some talent in the secondary. You know, they put their guys in some compromising positions at times to so where you're going to get beat every now and then the way they play. They, they don't, like, just sit back and go, oh, we're going to make you, you know, throw five-yard throws. No, they kind of force the issue too at times. But uh, Fulton is extremely talented, you know, and if they can get Bud Dupree back 100% off the edge, th- that's going to change their team too. The Titans, I think, are like we're, we're – they're, they're still figuring themselves out. Yeah. You know, they are. They got a new offensive coordinator – they got new defensive people in there still trying to figure out young players. And uh, I don't think we've seen the best of them yesterday. That was a big-time win for them on the road where I don't even think they played their best football either. I mean, give
0: them credit, too. Coming off their worst home loss in six years, 25 points to the Cardinals. Um, the like Titans. in a disaster loss. A disastrous like, loss. And yes. then you're down 30-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. And you come back and win yeah. that game in Seattle, twenty-four to nine at half,
1: so, and you dominate the dominate the second half. We'd be talking about out. how
0: in trouble they are if they don't come back and win that game. Yeah, right? we're like they're in trouble, right? And Titans I just I'm just
1: want to look. So it's like I'm just checking this out here. Just yeah. okay, you know. So let's see. Yeah, I mean, they had forty-one yards in the third quarter, the Seattle Seahawks, and then of course, really the fourth quarter is just the one play. I mean, it, for the most part, it's a hundred and thirty yards. Yes, but seventy of them, 60, uh, 69 of them, on the one touchdown. Yeah. So that just kind of tells you that the Titans figured something out about how they were being attacked, you know, by Russell Wilson and company. And that's where you know you got to tune into Wednesday's podcast, and I'll be able to give you a little bit more of an educated answer on what they did. Good tease. Thank you.
0: Uh, so a good defensive step up by the Titans late in that game. Our next damn okay, a defense that played well the entire game. Congratulations, Panthers defense. You have earned the collective damn okay by beating the Saints 26-7. to Jameis Winston threw five touchdown passes week one against the Packers. They looked awesome, looked unstoppable. Boom, back to earth here, uh, as you can see here against the Panthers week two. Uh, fewest in a game fewest points in a game for the saints offense since 2015 fewest yards since 2001 wow just six first downs the fewest they've had since 1997 so Alvin kamara you see there in our graphic holding a football looks nervous there he was nervous most of the game he didn't get
1: going i mean nothing worked for the saints give full credit to the panthers defense i've been trying to tell people Watch out for the Carolina Panthers. I've, been, I've been, just they've they've got everything you need on a football team to go. Wait, they're a real team. They're a real player. You know the, the only thing is, yeah, okay, it's Matt Rule still early in his career. It's a lot of young guys. They're trying to figure a new quarterback. But that's the only questions. You know you, their defense. I mean, it's 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 a freak show. Their defense. I've been trying to tell people this. You know, we showed a, I showed a clip on Peacock last night where it was their front seven, and I was like, look here. It's top 20 pick, top 20 pick, top 20 pick, top 20 pick, yeah. top 10 pick, top 20 pick. I mean, they got a lot of – and I know, I know that doesn't always mean something, but it does mean something when the players are actually good. Like, Brian Burns is good. Derek Brown is really good. Um, Yeter Grossmodos, okay, he's the uh, or top of the second round pick or around that range last year for the Panthers. He's really good. You know, Daquan Jones, their other defensive tackle, is a stud. Then you go to the second level, and it's Shaq Thompson and Hassan Riddick, both top 20 picks, mm-hmm. you know. You got the freak show at safety, Jeremy Chin, who was a second-round pick, who's really a first-round talent who came from a small school. You know, they draft J.C. Horn, top 10 pick. Yeah. You know, the other corner, Dante Jackson, I believe is a first-rounder, right? Peter, is he's early second. I'm blanking. That's about three or four years ago. But, you know, they they have the talent, the second-rounder, Pete says. So they got the Jimmies and the Joes, yep. and they play the game the right way, and – uh, they have understanding of that Saints system. The Saints tried to come out and play bully ball and thought they were going to be able to run the ball and do those type of things like they did against the Green Bay Packers. And that wasn't going to happen. Not mm-hmm. against this group. It's not. And uh, really, like, impressive on in all areas. I mean, they, they physically, as much as the Saints whooped the crap out of the Packers last week, it was totally... A the, the different story for the Saints this week. They were the Packers this week. They got whooped on both sides of the ball. I mean, it didn't look like Jameis ever really had a lot of time to throw the football, nor did I look at the like any replays or anything and go, oh, man, people are open and he's blowing it. No. Yeah. They were all over their stuff and like played real good football. Saints
0: were without five starters from week one. Yep, Sean Lattimore was not there, out with a hand injury. Eight coaches. Yeah. Out with COVID, and they were right. all offensive coaches too. I, I think, think for right? the most part, I believe I like, you're right. How many how many coaches do you have? They're like, we still got enough. <laughs> still got like 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 five offensive coaches. Like, yeah, got that many coaches. Sean Payton's a genius. He doesn't need that many coaches. But uh, wish them all the best. Hopefully yep. they recover and yep. get back. But uh, there were some injury issues for uh, the Saints in this one. Uh, P.J. Strahl was the one that said, "Damn, okay." Panthers D is legit. And we should also call out Robin Hood candidate here, Morgan Fox. For the Panthers, eight quarterback pressures, boom, half a sack, forced a turnover. Undrafted free agent in 2016 uh, by the Rams, Rams, right? Signed by Carolina. Under the radar, great
1: signing this year by them. Anything else you want to say there? Sorry, I'm just a 5th year over guy here. out of Colorado State Pueblo. Yeah. I don't know who knew that there was a Colorado State Pueblo. I did. I lived in Colorado once, so I heard of it, but you're you right. You did hear of it? I did. Yeah, there's, a, there's been another player here the last few years that's come out of Colorado State Pueblos as well. But either way, that's What a different... are they known for? Like what's their big major there, uh, you think? Like, I don't I don't know. A lot of... What does Pueblo mean in Spanish, do you What does Pueblo mean? I forget. Pete, do you know off the top of your head or Kristen? No. no. It, it's, town. A town. Yeah. it's a town. It's a town for their towns. They're no- well, that's what they're <laughs> doing. <definitely>. Colorado <laughs> State <laughs> Town. Town. Okay, good. Um, great signing for, by, by them. Again, they are they're they got a little of everything. Like, if they want to get big up front, oh, we'll get a little smaller. Here's Morgan Fox. He can play defensive tackle. Oh, wait, we want to get big down. Morgan Fox, you move over to defensive end, and we'll get Daquan and, and Derek Brown in the middle. So it gives them the versatility. They have everything. The Jimmys and the Joes and the X's and O's go along with it. Yeah. There's creativity on both sides of the football, and then there's true, like, like, physical toughness, too. You know, so they have a really great blend to where even when you watch the offensive side of the ball and Sam Darnold, you go, man, they can line up and smash Matthew with McCaffrey But then they can drop back, and he can slice you and dice you with like the Drew Brees, New Orleans offense to a degree. right? And that's, to me, where they're dangerous because it shows there's versatility in the game plans and how they can play. Oh, wait, this isn't working that good this week, guys. Let's go to this part of our offense. So they have a little bit of everything. Sam Darnold, once again, looked really good. He did. And, of course, we know they got the weapons around him. I mean, again, this is why I picked the Panthers to go to the playoffs. That was a total ass-whooping. An ass woman like Sean Payton has never seen before since he's been a Saints head coach. And uh, watch out for Carolina, man. I'm telling you. Pete,
0: did you say Ryan Jensen? All Bucks. Oh, there you go. Colorado State. Yeah,
1: another crazy. Crazy white guy makes sense. So Colorado State, Playball, they're, they're recruiting crazy the, white guys. Crazy white guys. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. There Interesting. we go. Interesting. Killers. They they're know. both killers. Those I guys. Don't know. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> if they like that tagline. Um, <laughs> uh, so I,
0: the reason, you know, the reason I like this podcast is because I'm on it. First of all, yeah, right? and I'll listen to anything of that I'm on. But also because we we do give a lot of love to the people that you might not, or the the schemes because it's a lot of offensive talk, right? You get the off, it, offense gets their love, yeah. But we just credited the Titans' defense for hanging on late there, the Panthers' defense all game, and now a defense that may be improving has been historically bad the last couple of years, but they got some injections of talent, and one by the name of Micah Parsons, yeah. so damn okay to the Cowboys' defensive end in this game, playing defensive end for the first time since high school, I think, in his career. And you look at some of the numbers, his pressure rate was as good as any defensive end in the NFL for week number two. Micah Parsons helping the Cowboys defeat the Chargers 2017.
1: When we were watching the game live in in our little NBC viewing room, I, I kept going, like, I, you got I, you guys see Micah Parsons? Like, it, it's amazing. He looks like he's played defense end his whole life. I mean... He had a number of splash plays to where you went, oh, man, he, got, he fucked that play up. I mean, he didn't make the tackle, but it was him that disrupted it. To the point where you're like, maybe he should be the I mean, to then. the point to where you go, maybe to find their best 11 on a third down, maybe you do think about moving him. And it stinks is like him in the middle of a defense is a real pain in the butt, too, because he's so athletic and long, and it's not easy to throw around him or over him. But, yeah, amazing. I mean, this is why, Ahmed, you heard me a million times say, like, this is one of the th- he was a top-five pick. If he played college football last year, he's a top-five pick. He sat out because of COVID, and he ended up, what, being the 11th pick. And it was only because of that. There some were, chatter about character issues chatter, off he had the field, one little. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. So that Was hurt he a him. bully in Penn State? Yeah, there like was some a, little issue with a, whatever it was, a fight or a scuffle or yeah, whatever that way. But, yeah, I mean, Dallas, I can't say enough about Dallas. I really can't. You know, one, I didn't think, you know, I, I just didn't think they would be able to be – maybe versatile on offense this year. I was like, uh, are they going to be able to run the ball on teams or it going to be Dak Prescott 55 times a game? Yeah. The way they ran the ball was amazing. And the defense, like, a lot of bend yesterday, but didn't break. Didn't break. And you know, there, there's something to that. You know, Again, hey, giving up yards, yeah, that stinks. But at the end of the day, to only give up two touchdowns and a field goal after giving up all those yards, that's kind of a win for that football team. Alex Great on Twitter says Micah
0: Parsons, enough said per pro football focus, eight quarterback pressures, a sack, three quarterback hits, uh, four pressures. On the offensive side of the ball, you mentioned it, the Cowboys able to run the ball. Yeah. Wasn't all Zeke, although he had a pretty good game, 16 carries, 71 yards, a touchdown. But Tony Pollard went off 109 yards on 13 carries and did some damage in the receiving game as well. And Broke off some big chunk plays, three over twenty yards in the game. Who is the Cowboys' best running back
1: right now? Well, it's him. It is him. You know, I think you've kind of heard me even hinting towards this towards the last year. Where I, I mean, listen, he, he he. There's less meat left on the bone with Tony Pollard running than Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott looked really good yesterday. Here, I don't want to downplay how he looked. Sure, he really looked quick. Man, he still got some power. You know, I was impressed with just the overall. You know, explosion part of Zeke Elliott, definitely. But I did get the sense as the game went on that, like, there there are certain runs and plays they want Tony Pollard in there. I think that for the same reason I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, Zeke, you know, yeah, he might have got 10 yards on that one, but Pollard's going to be able to make that guy miss or beat him with pure speed and get 25 yards. Mm -hmm. And there's a little difference there. Yeah, Zeke is between the tackles. I'm still going to give him the advantage. His power, his vision is still better than Pollard's. But I think when they talk about like edge runs or between the guard tackle box, and we know there's a bubble there, let's get Pollard the ball there because he can make that second second level linebacker miss and really make something happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good.
0: They were and that took the pressure off Dak. He doesn't want to have to throw for 400 yards every
1: every game. No. And and if there was a flaw to the Chargers, all right, through two weeks. The Washington team started to pound, their, pound them with the running game in Antonio Gibson, and they kind of wore them down towards the end of that game, if you really watch it. And here we go again, the same mm-hmm. thing. That's a little concerning with the Chargers. And for the second week in a row, I'll say the Chargers move the ball a lot. A lot of yards, looks yeah. cool, but not a lot of points. And that's, to me, going to be another thing we're going to watch out. Are they going to be able to get in the end zone? Are they going to be a lot of, like... 40-yard performances for 17 points yeah. for 20 points. Herbert was was good. It made some great plays, yes. great throws downfield.
0: Right. Had a tough time in the red zone,
1: including one interception. I yeah, think, one right? interception. Like it was a similar play uh, to last week. I know. Um, I I'm think I'm that, I think that was the Kazee interception, right? Because the Diggs one happened in the field of play, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, again, you know, he's still got a few moments of. Yeah, You know, I'm Justin Herbert, I'll throw a laser in there and get it in there. Which he did. Which he does worked. almost yeah. most of the time, exactly. But, you know, he'll learn down in the red zone, it's always a little different uh, that way. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of break down what Dallas did in the run yeah. game to pop some of these run plays. But the overall, before we leave the game, just how can you not feel good about Dallas? Like, if you want me to self-scout thyself right now about okay. the NFC East, Bonus. I'm, I'm wrong. Thyself. I'm going to be wrong. I mean, right now, I'm going to go Dallas is going to win the NFC East. I'm going to be wrong. Well, I pick, well and, and
0: Washington lost. Washington lost. Ryan, I'm not even Fitz, trying Ryan to, Fitzpatrick, I'm saying.
1: Yes, yes. And I'm not even trying to, like, be, like, over revisionist that way. Just yeah. from what I see on the field, I go, wait, they got the best quarterback in the division. Yep. They can they can protect the passer and the O-line's pretty good. Now we've seen the defense Now we see the defense improved. be just good enough, yeah. right, or, you know, good, right? They're not great, but they're good. I just go, uh, I'm, I'm wrong. Like Dak Prescott, I just have a feeling the Cowboys offense is going to have their way with, with all these defenses in the NFCs. Although
0: they did almost screw it up late with Mike McCarthy letting 20 seconds run off the clock at the end of the game before –
1: attempting that Greg Zerline 56-yard field goal. i I, I got to go back and watch that because so, Mc- I've had a few people ask me, and I was like, you know, I, d- I don't know how exactly that unfolded there. So
0: Mc- I mean, they could have tried to get a few more yeah, yards. Right, you don't right. want to settle for
1: a 56-yard yeah. field goal. Apparently,
0: Mike McCarthy said after the game that the clock that he was watching there at the L.A. Stadium went out. Wow. And uh, I, I guess he doesn't. I guess he doesn't want to look at another clock. Like once you've once you've been looking at a clock all game, that's your clock, and you don't want to change clocks
1: that you look yeah, at. Yeah, you got to be careful there. <laughs> and I, I, mean, at that stadium, there's plenty of clocks to go around. So yeah. there, would, there, there should be, you know, uh, yes, some other places or, to look. Definitely. Or if you're like a,
0: if you're Sean Payton and you have thirty coaches, one of them is your clock coach <laughs> that just tells you, and you don't need to rely on L.A. Stadium clock. So they, yeah, we need to do more digging on what happened there, but it didn't cost him. He made the kick. The Cowboys beat the Chargers. Uh, Good game. The 49ers beat the Eagles in another defensive slugfest And another damn okay to a defensive player. Yeah. Nick Bosa, he's back. He had two sacks. And your boy (coughs) Elray also said damn okay. Javon Kinlaw getting up there to block that kick
1: and fix that run defense that struggled week one. So a couple on the defensive side. Definitely. And the 49ers have the, you know, I think when Kinlaw is 100% Right, and you know Bosa, who I don't think is a hundred percent, but still looks phenomenal coming off the edge yesterday. I mean, I think I, I, think we saw him beat who was that Lane Johnson? Was it both times off the right side edge? I know one of them for sure was the 49ers' defense saved the day. Did Saved the day, like hands down. The Eagles kind of dominated play for the first half of the football game, and only had three points to show for it. Right. You know, I, I think that's the that's the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway overall of that football game. Shanahan and company couldn't really get the offense rolling, um, but the the defense, who kind of struggled early, at least kept the the Eagles out of the end zone. You know, and limited the damage to then. 49ers finally put a drive together at the end yeah. of the first half, right? A good one. one, ninety-seven yards. great drive, drive yeah. right? After the, yeah, you know, I mean they had the goal line stop, right? Is that is that how that went down? I can't, I got to remember, I got so many damn plays and things in my head, yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, they go down a drive, yeah. and I mean, they go in that halftime seven to three, going, well, we were totally outplayed that half, and we're up seven three. That's devastating to the Eagles, certainly, um, Eagles are really good up front on both sides of the ball. This is what I've been trying to – I know you haven't been with me. It's something I tried to pound home before the season started about the Eagles. And it poses problems. And that's probably why we didn't see Trey Lance yesterday too because Shanahan probably knew, like, man, this isn't the game. They're good on defense. You know, m- some of my tricks in my running game aren't just going to open up the field like usual. Uh, and probably was a little skeptical about throwing them in a tough situation on the road there.
0: And basically every running back that has played for the 49ers this year has gotten hurt. Oh, my God, It's just like uh, three more went down. Mitchell went down. Trey Sermon went down with a hit to the head. And so they they got issues after losing Mostert, um, yeah. Mostert there uh, for the year last week. So it's... It's been rough for them. But you wonder going forward for the 49ers. Right. They're going to need some playmakers. Yeah. Who knows if the running backs are going to be able to all come back and be 100% healthy. Um, so you figure Trey Lance will have to factor in to your offense. Surprised were you that he didn't. I mean, you, you mentioned the yeah. reason why. This is not the
1: game. Oh, yeah. But, but I was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, I think you were, too. I know we were, like, right before the pod, we kind of just talked about, like, yeah, we, there was no Trey Lance, right? Like, I was Just because like, they
0: have a, a dearth of playmakers. It's like Debo Samuel is now the only playmaker that's healthy on the team.
1: I Yeah, I know. I know. I, Ayuk is kind of finding his way, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, they couldn't get really Kittle, it seemed like involved on a consistent right. basis yesterday. Yeah, it was a tough day altogether. That Eagles coaching staff's pretty damn good. Yeah. They are. I mean, I think we were probably a little critical because Nick Sirianni's opening press conference wasn't that great, but that's one thing I've been trying to say. They're Coordinator, their offensive game planning seems right, and that offensive line is going to be a force. But you know, again, when they can't run the ball and Jalen Hurts can't scramble and make a whole bunch of plays, again, that's where I'm going to I'm going to go here a little bit and just go. You know, I I know Jalen Hurts is good, but is is he going to win you those type of games? Yesterday, that's what we're talking about. You know, the Eagles fans don't like me because you know, of course, I didn't put him in my top 40, which Mm -hmm. I was wrong. He should be in the top 40. There's no question about it. But my questions about him are still legit, and you know I had everybody in like Philadelphia radio and newspaper calling me last week, like oh we want to evaluate you after that game. They probably won't call me tomorrow. Yeah. This week they probably right. oh that's that's what he saw throwing the ball at the tight windows in the pocket are still a question mark. Bottom line, the pass game was other than the DB falling down for a 91 yard completion was irrelevant. I mean, it was it didn't it had no place in the game. So there's my questions about them. Yeah. Uh, I'm still like the direction Philadelphia is going in, but the 49ers two games in a row where like didn't play their best football. They win, you know. They're still I think trying to find their stride on the offensive side of the ball to a degree. I know that defense is going to be really good, and now they got a Sunday night football game against the Packers coming up.
0: All right, so win for the 49ers, Eagles. A narrow defeat uh, after getting a win in Week 1 against Atlanta. One more damn okay. We're going to give it to a unit once again, and it goes to the Browns running game. As the Browns defeat the Texans, who kept it close, closer than I think a lot of people thought, 31-21, even though they lost Tyrod Taylor midway through that game. Dave's a ninja, says uh, Demetrik Felton, sixth-round pick sending ankles to the phantom realm on a 33-yard touchdown run. From a casual second nineteen, I like that sending ankles to the phantom realm. They're gone. Some people's ankles are gone after that play, um, so that's that's a troubling sign. If you're trying to game plan against the Browns, and now you got to add a third dynamic running back
1: or playmaker in there, but yeah. uh, the Browns running running game did it again. Did it again. They're they're an unstoppable force. I mean that that that's the bottom line you know and baker mayfield hurt his shoulder still like gutsy played well made a lot of awesome throws in the football game but yeah their 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 offense i don't think is going to be slowed down a whole lot all year long one way or another you're going to have to overcommit to something to stop it and teams are going to try to overcommit to the run game of course And when Odell gets back healthy, let's not forget Jarvis Landry went out yesterday. Yeah, there was the interception by Baker Mayfield. Not his fault. Anthony Schwartz stopped on the route. He's got to run across the field. You know, he kind of saw the safety there, and he slowed down, and no – the safety was deep enough. Baker threw the ball to where you're supposed to go right in front of the safety and catch that. And that's why he got yelled at and motherfucked by Stefanski when he came out the sideline because he's like, dude, you can't do that. You can't just stop because, like, you thought it was a little cloudy in there. Mm-hmm. Like, Baker's throwing the ball. You were open. So that was a rookie mistake by him. He'll fix that. Um, the thing about Cleveland that jumps out to me more than anything is the defense. The hmm. defense is what's concerning. Oh. I, mean, I, I mean, you know, yeah, Houston, gutsy. Like, if Tyrod Taylor stays in that game, who knows how that game plays out? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. He was kind of carving him up, making plays, scrambling, throwing the ball good. I mean, they had it all going. I mean, what were Tyrod's – Tyrod was 10 for 11 for 125 and one touchdown. The Browns better do something about their pass defense. It's the second week in a row where it's just, you know, Kansas City, okay. You know, you expect some people to make some big plays. But yeah. I, I got on them for a lack of plan in that game. And here you are this week again with people just open everywhere, you know, and that that's a little concerning. We'll see where it goes forward. But I think they got very fortunate that Tyrod pulled his hamstring or whatever to uh, not be in a total dogfight there towards the end of the football game.
0: Uh, we have uh, NFL fact checks yeah. that just sent a message. Chris Sims, you did a fabulous commentary on the pathetic Joe Woods "Quote no pass defense defense after the KC game. I hope you review the Houston
1: game. I will. So it's a request to you. I will compliment and a request. Yeah, thank you. And they're too talented to be giving up some of the plays I see. And again, you know, it's hard. I can't give you an exact of like what Houston was attacking yesterday. Now Houston, you know, it's the New England coaching staff." They have great – the new, anybody from the New England coach has great understanding of the Seattle scheme. Yeah. They, they do. Just because they had to play the scheme twice in the Super Bowl. You've heard me say this a few other big games, you know, whether it's the Chargers in the playoffs or the Jacksonville in the AFC Championship game, all the same defense scheme. So they know how to attack it. I just got to go back and see what they did do attack it. But they're too good on that side of the ball. Not to say they should be a top-five defense, but they shouldn't be giving up. Plays like we've seen the first two weeks, and even yesterday, like I said, there was just too many moments where I went, man, it's just too easy right now. Yeah, The Houston-Texas offense doing whatever they want.
0: Well, the Browns offense bailed them out with some big running plays, and one that stuck out to me was the Nick Chubb 26-yard touchdown. And I love that because you look at all the different facets that worked on that play Uh, when I went into the film room yeah, again. Wyatt Teller (laughs) put Jaleel Johnson on skates right in the middle of the field. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones with a great downfield block. On Vernon Hargraves. Yeah. And then safety Eric Murray still had an angle and free shot on Nick Chubb, and he outran him. Yeah. So you had the athletic ability of Nick Chubb. You had some downfield blocking by a receiver, and you have that offensive line dominating. That's why the run game works. That's Everyone's, why it was. Everyone was awesome. They
1: buy in. They buy in. They buy in. You know, and, you know, uh, the receivers are in to the run. They know that, like, listen, this is what we are as a team. So yeah. we have to block downfield. Right. And you know, Jarvis Landry's probably the best blocking receiver in football. And he got hurt. And he got hurt, so he's not there. But Peoples Jones, he played Big Ten football in Michigan. He understands the game and what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean Wyatt Teller, Bentonio, I mean the rest of the group, J C Tredder at center, still, of course, Conklin at right tackle. You know, did did um, Jedrick uh Wills. Uh, what was his status? Didn't, did he get hurt or did they take him out remember, yesterday, yeah, Pete, at some point? right? I can't down. remember exactly what happened. But either way, it's an elite unit, arguably the best offensive line in football. One thing that is not arguable, yeah. and I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going arguable. with it. Yeah. It is, okay. Is Bill Callahan's the best offensive line coach in football? Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm always amazed is do they find – you know, oh, this week we're going to run inside-outside zone. This week we're going to pull guards. I mean, they they can do it all to where you just can't pin them to like, oh, we have to stop this one scheme and we'll be okay. Right. All right. So maybe their
0: offense can mask some of the problems they have at yeah, least right now. I think now, they're going to have to right on now. The defensive right. side of the ball. It is time to take our medicine. Uh, actually, I don't have to do anything. This is not stuff that I got. <laughs> you're going to give me the medicine. I'm right? going to give you the medicine you have to take. It. Right. Self-scout thyself, Yeah. a phrase you came up with, and now it's coming back to haunt you. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's how it you happens. Like this. You like this. I is, do.
1: This is what separates us from other podcasts out there. I hope so. I mean, listen, we, I, we talk medicine. about too many fucking things and make too many points. For for me to have the ego to think I'm going to be right about all these things Just you're insane. And so I'm, I'm not going to be right, and so. I always like self-scout. I sit there and watch games. Pete will tell you. I text things and go... This is self-scout. I I didn't think of this. I'm watching Washington against the Giants the other night. Yeah. Oh, that Washington defense is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. No, you know where I missed the ball on self-scouting about Washington? Mm. Is they don't have enough depth in their D line. The front, those four have to play too much. They're not they die out in the mm. third quarter. They're non-existent. That shitty Giants O line was protecting Daniel Jones in the fourth quarter because they just had nothing left to give. So there's another self-scout thyself before right. we even start the
0: segment. All right, good. Self scout thyself. And not all of these you're going to take an L. You're not taking a loss on him, but it's an opportunity to reflect yeah. and see if maybe there are things that sure. you missed. Uh, and one is with Zach Wilson uh, as the Patriots beat the Jets 25-6. to It was not the day for Zach Wilson. Um, he threw four interceptions. Some of them were really ugly. Maybe a couple not his fault, yeah. but there are, there are two where he just threw the ball up, basically. Yeah, right, right. Um, what what'd you see from Zach Wilson? How bad was
1: it? Well, it, I mean, the, the, the three out of the four interceptions were bad. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Just too loose. You know, got to realize that in the NFL, when you're on a team like the Jets early on in the career, you're going to be in some games that are just ugly. You know, you know, see, this is where, again, you know, you're you're used to college football to where like, man, an ugly game for me was like, I was 25 for 40 for 330 and three touchdowns and one interception. That was ugly for me in college. You know, got to realize like, No. You're on a lesser team in the NFL right now. You're playing one of the best defenses in football, and they know the you know always know schemes and how to take away things and break things down. Belichick's the greatest defense. Like you're gonna have ugly moments. You got to go into a game in New England when you play them, or greater defenses when you're a quarterback of a Jets-like team right now, and have a thing like. I, I I it might not look pretty today. I just. We just got to, like, stay in the game. Stay in the game. Let me keep my team in the game. And then – okay, if we're down by a score or too late, then we can start to push the issue and I can start to take chances. But you got to have a feel for what your team is, who you're playing against. And, yeah, Zach Wilson was just a little too loose, and I think he thought, like, I'll bring us back with one great throw and just really made some bonehead mistakes.
0: And Robert Sala said that after the game. He said, you got to learn to be boring yeah, sometimes. Right. For, and, and, he, and Zach Wilson's not boring at all, right? No. He's making those throws at pro day at BYU. Right. He's got great, good looks. Yeah. You know, that's not boring. <laughs> Maybe he's got to get a different haircut, <laughs> <laughs> more traditional, you know, less attractive haircut. Yeah. So uh so Zach Wilson, yeah, he he struggled when not under pressure, when not under pressure, hundred and thirty two yards and four interceptions. So it wasn't like they were blitzing him and he had to necessarily scramble out of the pocket and throw it up. He could just kinda did it unprompted. Yeah. But yeah. But um at Car- at Karan. Right. Wants to give a damn okay, a positive on the negative, to J.C. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, who is an interception machine again this year. You've been, you've been heaping on praise on J.C. Jackson for a long time yeah. now. Did he,
1: he didn't get paid, really, this no. year, right? He's no, still not, no, yet. He's not gotten paid. No, no, I mean, they tried to screw him last year and not start him, remember, in some to games. To make it look right? like he wasn't. Yeah, he's not that oh, good. He's not as good. Yeah. We don't want to pay him, you know, 17 million a year. He's not even starting for us, you yeah. know. Uh, no, he's one of the best corners in football. He really is, and has just cr- incredible ball skills for a corner. I mean, he's up there. To me, the ball skills-wise, it's him, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey are the best at playing the ball in all of football. I'll tell you another one, Trayvon Diggs for Dallas. I mean, he's like his brother, Stefan Diggs. He knows how to play the ball like a receiver. He's got really good ball skills. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's what you got to realize if you're Zach Wilson and who you're going yeah. against here. You know, first off, your offense is not like unveiling the kitchen sink yet to where it's just like, Hey, we're throwing it. They're simple. You got to realize Belichick's going to have a pretty good feel for how you're breaking teams down and what you do, you know, but Hey, the first interception, right? He's got Corey Davis down the middle and you know, at the time, like he's getting ready to throw. He doesn't care that it's tight coverage because he's expecting like, Hey, tight coverage, but this, the defender's going to have his back turned and And when my guy stops and turns and looks at me, the defender's back will be turned and he won't be able to make a play to where I throw the ball. Well, J.C. Jackson's really good at locating the ball. He turns in a hurry. Mm -hmm. He finds where the ball is. Corey Davis did Zach Wilson no favors in coming back for the ball. He just stood there. Uh, But either way, it was not a great decision, especially once you're getting ready to wind up and throw and you see that J.C. Jackson's got eyes on you. Then you got to go, abort mission, abort mission. The second interception, I'm not going to blame on Zach Wilson. He was scrambling to the right. He threw a ball that yes, I'd like to throw like underneath the receiver's chin or in his numbers, but it went right through Corey Davis's hands. It was high, but right, yeah, high, but like, but not like crazy it. high to where you're like, oh, that would have been a great catch. It was yep. right above his helmet. He didn't have to like totally extend his arms. You'd like him to catch that. So that one's the pass, but the next two are, are the next bad two too. are pitiful. Through late on an out, the late on an out looked like it was like two man. He had, and tried to throw like what it would have been an unreal throw. Yeah. On like a, I think it was a second down play to where you just go, the risk is not worth the reward to fit that ball in there to get a nine yard gain or ten yard gain. Like, don't fucking do it. Yeah. And then the one down the left sideline was like, like, oh, I got to make a play now. I, I'm in panic mode, and let me make a play. And try to you know do something there. I don't even know who he's throwing it to. I, I'm still not sure if he's throwing to the outside guy Devin or the inside guy. He had to be throwing it to Devin McCord. <laughs> Maybe he was. Like, that was the, Maybe he's he the was. one that caught it. Yeah. So a completion right. there. Right. Just so to the he'll team. learn. He's got to learn a little bit. Hey, it's not easy too when you're getting your ass beat and hit a lot too back True. there. You know, there's there is that aspect. Uh, the but but I'm not panicked about Zach Wilson at all. Learning experience. So would you rather have your rookie quarterback
0: throw four interceptions against the Patriots or? trey lance style not play a single snap what would you be more worried about if you were a fan base oh
1: that's a good question no i mean i i i would i would want my quarterback playing you know i got a ton of people overreacting yesterday like yeah. they text me you know because uh, oh i'm not sure about zach wilson i mean yeah, you're the same people last week that said he looked awesome but now you're not sure like relax it, it's not going to look pretty all the time they don't have a great offensive line it's not a great running game he's young You know, they got some new moving parts there. Uh, And, again, when I think it's all said and done, I think the Patriots will be a top three, top five defense in football. There's no doubt about that. And, hey, vice versa, let's talk about Mac Jones. He did exactly what we're talking about. Like, wait, wait, uh, you know, oh, this game's ugly. I don't need to make any crazy plays. Let me just play within myself. You know, I think once they realize they got the early lead, they realized, like, hey, we, we could just play a conservative style of they football. Got even
0: more, they had a conservative plan, then they got did. even more conservative. got more
1: conservative. Yeah. It, it definitely did. And I think also why, um, you know, I, I had, like, one or two people like, oh, man, the Jets ran the ball in the Patriots. No, no they didn't. Like not really, like the, the the Patriots get to a point where they get a lead and they go, okay, what's what can fuck us? What is going to yeah. fuck us and let the other team back? Oh, deep bombs by Zach Wilson who could throw some lasers let's protect about that, yeah. and so what if we give up a few runs for eight and nine yards here and there They're
0: not putting together an 80 yard drive. They're not of a bunch a, of plays like that
1: no the yeah. the, the, the Patriots uh, they reassess once the game has a certain like you know feel to it, and uh, I think that's you know something to think. Or keep in mind about them a little bit. So the Patriots'
0: defense looking very good. Another defense looking very good. A good comeback by the Bills, defeating the Dolphins thirty-five nothing. Tua Ooh. knocked out of the game very early with what looks like a rib injury. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go self scout thyself on Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau. Right. Two sacks, five tackles. You hated him in your draft <laughs> You're an asshole. process. No, you didn't hate him. No, you just didn't love him as much as everyone else.
1: No, I didn't. I made him like you know what was he my, probably my sixth or seventh pass rusher. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be wrong. I mean, there's there's no doubt. You know, I just I okay. He was one I will say that I clarified to go. These guys I can be wrong about sometimes. Yeah. Check he, the tape. Well, yeah, Chris you preemptively
0: do. was was well, wrong. Was, I've been wrong about these yeah. guys
1: before. Where what, what kind of guy? What do you mean him? um the the guy up in minnesota um uh not ever who's the other pass rusher not everson griffin the other tall guy uh, daniel hunter thank you yes i was wrong about him coming out because there's a physicality element that's kind of missing from them in college football i think you heard me say this maybe in the pre-draft process but then you get in the nfl you know the coach is on your ass all the time you don't want to look like a fool in front of your teammates you start to go damn you start to look at other guys and go wait All I gotta do is that and make 15 million a year? Wait, I can do that. And I just think I I undervalued his size, just his ability just to win with pure power and lock his arm out and drive people that way. Right. Now people are worried about that. So they're oh, let me lock in there. And now he's beating them with speed and doing a little bit of everything off of that. But Buffalo's defense has been the surprise of football so far for me. I mean, it's been ass-kicking potential both games. Yeah, Steelers week one. Right, and kicked ass yesterday. Yeah. I mean, from the get-go. That game was not about Josh Allen or the offense or anything. The Buffalo defense was the star of the show. And, yeah, I'm wrong about Gregory Rousseau. He is a uh, legitimate threat off the defensive edge and good for, you know, uh, Leslie Frazier and and, – you know McDermott they 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 knew what they were doing there and he, he's playing awesome
0: he had eight quarterback pressures there was another guy Woo. on the team who had eight quarterback pressures and Jason Rob 44 says damn okay for AJ Epenesa mm. not crazy stats but was absolutely a f the play up yeah. player against Miami and he used the word
1: so you'll like that. I didn't say yeah, it, but good. he used the word. Yeah, words. good. No, like I'm glad he used the word. They used to, you have to use the word if you're going to comment to my podcast, okay? You have to, <laughs> all right? It's a necessity. Isn't it
0: funny that one of your hosts just won't
1: use the word? <laughs> I know. What a crazy match we it's, are It here. is a crazy match, you know? Opposites attract sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yes, Epinesa, he popped last week on film. He looks like he's a different guy just more sure of himself, looks like he like trimmed a little weight and is a little more explosive and fast. He's the guy that hit Tua to hurt his ribs. You know, but yeah, I think, you know, overall, those two guys on the edge popping up, Ed Oliver's been a little bit better. Vernon Butler looks like he's got a poker on his ass mm-hmm. to a degree. Uh, they're front seven, and the game planning of McDermott has certainly jumped out to me about the Bills, and good for them to win that type of game. Their offense has not found its stride, as we can see. Now, they play yeah. two really good defenses. There's no doubt about that, uh, but, but I don't. I'm not worried about that side of the football yet. They'll they'll find their footing and how they want to attack.
0: I will not say the F word on this podcast, but I did say one time when I was talking about A.J. Epinesa, I did call him Epinesa. So that did happen one time. That did happen. That was an accident, How dare you.
1: X-rated right Uh, there.
0: So another self-scout thyself. You've always been high on Carson Wentz, even when everyone in Philadelphia was off the bandwagon and on the bandwagon. See, that's what's funny about Philadelphia, right? They're like, you're not giving Jalen Hurts enough credit. You hate our team. But you always gave Carson Wentz more credit than even they did in Philadelphia. And you were high on him going to Indianapolis. There were some... Problems in the preseason that kind of muddied the waters a little bit. Absolutely, COVID. He was out with COVID. Hurt his foot, foot injury. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there were some issues with Carson Wentz, and then in this game, uh, Rams defeat the Colts 27-24. They were in it. Give the give the Colts credit. Yeah. They were in it all the way to the end. Um. But Carson Wentz sacked three times again. I think it's like, well, what's the crazy stat on his sacks? He is pressures or hits. I mean, He's it's been, been, like, been all. I of think it. he has like a string of uh, sacked. Oh yeah. Wentz was sacked for at least three times for the 12th consecutive game. <laughs> so going back to his Philadelphia days, which we thought, third well, well, longest streak since the merger piece. You
1: know, they, the Eagles all-line was beat up last year. They were shitty, all right, when he was playing. You know? And then, you know, right now the Colts' offensive line isn't very good. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, so that's You're the not ready first to thing. put that on him. No, You're I'm going to gonna put th- – so, there's oh, going to okay. be a lot that's going to go on him too. Now, he compounds it a lot of the times. You know, he just, he's, you know, I, I, I want to, he's Paul Bunyan. He's always like, I'll, I'll save the day. I'll get the axe out and chop the tree down, and I'll still make a play and yeah. throw a ball down the field here, even though there's four guys hanging on me. And, you know, yeah, he's just got to learn to play a cleaner style of football. He's not going to last. His career is going to be over in a hurry if he keeps playing this way. Just way too many big hits, way too many. You know, yes, yeah, some of them he can't help, but there's a lot that, you know, sometimes you just got to go abort mission, going to throw the ball away, going to take the check down here. The people are all over me. I'm not going to be like over aggressive and wait for the 15 yard in cut, get killed, and then not even get that throw off. Yeah. You know, so he's got to do a better job with that. But the, the, the Colts all line, I think, has been one of the underwhelming things of the year so far, as far as that's concerned. You know, when you heard about like injuries they were going to have. Uh, you know, yeah, Fisher's back at left tackle, but no Braden Smith yesterday at right tackle. I, I, I woke up yesterday morning going, uh-oh, Laren Donald's going to be on that side of the ball a lot. And I, every time I watched that game, he was over there whooping the shit out of either Glowinski or I think it was, um, who was it, Davenport at right tackle for, for um, uh, I think so, Pete's checking. I'm pretty sure I'm correct about that. Again, I have 90 zillion players and plays through my head. Uh, but yeah. The, that, that, to me, is still an issue with the Colts football team yeah. altogether, and they're not going to survive. And then, of course, Jacob Eason gets put in a situation where he's got to come in late in the game. It's just not fair to him. And Julian Davenport, I was correct, yeah. So uh, issues. Issues and, and
0: more issues because we have breaking news. Really? Breaking he's, news on the podcast. He's out for the year? He's
1: out for a while? Oh, my gosh. No. His ankle, his foot got really turned. Per I got,
0: Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Went suffered sprains to both ankles, undergoing further testing on Monday to determine the severity of both injuries. I mean, that's what happens when you have Aaron
1: Donald hanging on you it constantly, and trying to continue to walk constantly. He just he's got to learn to protect his body a little bit. And know, I give them a lot of credit. Um, they were not the better team on the field yesterday, though. You know, I, 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 that that I certainly. So Rams mean, had that punt. That Rams total, had the punt with yeah, the, the punt protector moved right before the snap, and he got in the way of the snap to the punter. Like the snap, the cut, first blocked snap. Yeah, his I own block, this year. right? I mean, yeah. talk about self-scout thyself. <laughs> Don't get in the way of the yeah. damn snap. Don't block your own Don't snap. Don't block your own snap. But, um, yeah, Rams' defense is real. I still think they're kind of finding their footing. You know, Raheem Morris, new scheme there. Uh-huh. And then offensively, I think the exciting thing is, hey, you know McVay's going to stay patient with the run there. But what makes them different? And they're not even at their peak yet, right? You got to remember, like, hey, it, I mean, Tom Brady and the Bucs didn't get to their peak until week 12 of the season last year. Yeah. The, the Stafford and company are not going to be there yet, but it looks good. And what I love is oh, the punt happens, we're down, and. We don't. They they can just go. Wait. We got Matt Stafford. We can drop back mm-hmm. and just make some throws and do that. We don't have to go run bootleg screen bootleg and like have to have the coach draw up all the perfect plays. That's where they're going to be a different animal for me. And um, yes. to me, you look like the best team in the NFC West so far. I love the Rams. I do
0: too. Hernan Favela tweeted in. He said his damn okay goes to Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. He goes a personal favorite of Fareed. Ahmed Farid, that's me. Yeah. Uh, one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in the league. And Definitely. I do love watching Matt Stafford go on as a Lions fan, yeah. go on, and so I can root for the Rams now. And I also watch our other MVP go on and play for the Arizona Cardinals, Matt Prater, <laughs> and kick a sixty two yard field goal. Prates. So My it's man like prates. I have a couple teams out west, and of yeah. course I'm involved with the 49ers after living out there for five years. So I got a lot of rooting interest uh, to team out in the, out west. And speaking of the Cardinals, that's how we're going to kick off. Yeah. Our Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. There it is. There it is. Give me the headlines. Thank you, Hyundai. Uh, We'll start with the Cardinals defeating the Vikings 34-33. There was a kick to win it by the Vikings at the end. Greg Joseph, 37-yard field goal. All he had to do was kick it. To make that 37-yard field goal, and you win. And here, do we have, Kristen, do we have the call of Paul Allen of the Vikings on that last second field? This is the Vikings announcer on the missed field goal.
1: High snap. Put down. Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he it's missed no it. No good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. All right, right my my heavens. Heavens. Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh my! This he missed it right. What a gut punch to a team <laughs> well, that play after play toward the end fought its way back. Ugh. Missed it by like a foot. Like I, I am,
0: I am more, I am more depressed. I uh, mean, that's the headline,
1: right? It's yeah. good. Oh no. That's the headline for he, right. that. There, there we go. So that's your Honda headline for that right there. And I feel bad for Paul. He'll never be able to live that great broadcaster yeah, And He's I've amazing. Made more, I've
0: made more mistakes in this podcast probably than he has in his whole career. So it's like you're going to have those every once in a while, but the, the raw emotion. And that's the life of like a Vikings fan here, it seems like, lately. It's like, every, like things seem to be going in the right direction, yeah. and then the rug is pulled out from under your feet. Uh, and so, we, uh, so ooh, two crazy. heartbreakers in a row for them. But
1: I think the the better team won this game, right? Give credit to the Vikings. Yeah, they
0: were in it. No doubt. I think the Cardinals were
1: better. I, I do, too. I got the same sense there. You know, of course, the, the pick six by Kyler Murray to start the second, second half was a huge play. Um, the second half of the football game, Arizona controlled the game, I thought, for the most part. You know, and then when we do, we had two picks in the second half of that game, right? He threw that, and then he had the other one a little later on, where they were driving. And he threw the ball to Xavier Woods uh, for another interception. But you know, uh, the 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 Cardinals, the the offense and weapons look phenomenal. Like yes. that's the one thing I think that just jumps out to me. You know, and again, I, another I want to go back and see versatility of offense. It was something again that jumped out to me a little bit the first week and just again on tv yesterday to go wait they got a few more you know a little more hay in the barn this year there's a few more plays to pick from a few more different formations saying
0: hey there's more uh, hay in the barn i think there is, a, is that, that a is thing? a saying
1: i don't know if i use it correctly but hay, and i don't think no, i use it think, but Pete, pete's saying no. but you Pete know saying from here not. the there's more plays in the playbook as in there's <laughs> more hay in the barn right okay it's a simson. i mean it is now okay? it's now it's a it, it saying. we're going we'll with use it. it yeah we are Uh, But they're dangerous as hell. I guess I was a little surprised that Minnesota ran the ball the way they did on Arizona to uh, to start the football game. I mean, man, Dalvin Cook—he just—he's amazing. Yeah, you know, and it is a good offensive line as far as run game blocking by the Minnesota Vikings. But ultimately, yeah, I'm with you. The Cardinals were the better team. They made a lot of big plays. But having said all that, I mean. They, they blew some opportunities to put the game away in the second half, and the Vikings were sitting there with a chip shot field goal that should have won the game. Yes. I mean, yeah, so the Cardinals were better, but they kind of blew it in their own right. I mean, you know, lucky to win a game when you lose the turnover battle 2-0. to zero um and that was a chippy i mean and, and paul allen Oof. you got to look at the monitor and look at the end zone cut <laughs> that would be one thing i would tell him you got to always field goal yeah. kicker you got to do that for sure how terrible if you're when you're listening on the radio you just,
0: for that three seconds you're like we did it we won he's saying it and yeah. then no you didn't do it uh damn okay raul del toro 15 says uh for daniel hunter Getting to Kyler Murray for uh, like three sacks. Three right? sacks. Yeah. Very well done. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. That's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, my, it, this game featured my favorite play of Sunday. And that was that with Minnesota up to six minutes left, Arizona with the ball at the Minnesota 41, fourth and five. Minnesota sends seven rushers, and Kyler Murray just goes back foot, fade away. Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, thirty-five right. yard game. That yeah. is, there is no other play that I liked. Maybe the Damian Harris run that was pretty cool, where he's yeah, breaking broke a bunch of tackles. tackles. Right, right. But I mean, fourth and five. If you don't get that play, you might be screwed. Minnesota's got the ball on the forty-one, no doubt. And to be able to complete that, just throw that with that accuracy, fading away.
1: Yeah. That was a severe fade away. No, severe fade awesome. away. Understood that it, what the pressure was. Yes, you know, and that's again where they're dangerous because when you talk about wait. You're gonna t- you know blitz or pressure and leave Kirk and Rondell Moore one on one and yeah. Hopkins one on one like uh, they're one of the you're gonna lose one of those matches. Mm-hmm. AJ Green looked good yesterday, um, and and I do think Vance Joseph will get that defense right. I mean, hey, listen, if there's a there's something about their defense, it's it's incredibly athletic and the front seven and all that. I don't know if it's incredibly big. That's maybe what we saw yesterday. That yeah. uh, between the tackles, that can maybe be pushed around a little bit. But all in all, yeah, that was a phenomenal play. Hey, listen, even the Rondell Moore 74 yard touchdown was an amazing play. Yeah, it was obviously a blown coverage, but there was an unblocked rusher off the edge. He makes the guy miss like it's just nothing. Like, oh, yeah, no problem. You won't even touch me. You won't even get a fingernail on me. And then he, you know, scrambles outside the pocket. And yeah, there was a blown coverage there. But, you know, it's just those type of plays that make them so crazy. There's a lot of plays with Arizona where schematically you go wait, this shouldn't work, and you go, it worked for 40 yeah. yards. It yeah. worked for 30 yards. And that just, I think, speaks to the unbelievable talent they've accumulated on the roster, and that's, uh, that's all Steve Keim right there. There's something else I wanted to say about this game all right, save in general. For I win- save know, I can't Wednesday. remember save exactly it what it was, but uh, okay, we, we got it. We got, got it
0: all. We got more headlines to dole out. Yeah. We got to give one for the Buccaneers, who disposed of the Falcons, who came back late, give them credit. I like to give teams credit that lose. Because I you know, it's like, yeah. oh, and you they probably good. they they need that. Yeah, like they're listening to the yeah. podcast. And they go, "Hey, Ahmed gave us credit. Like, <laughs> that's cool." Uh, Buccaneers beat the Falcons, forty-eight twenty-five. What would be your headline here?
1: Um, oh, wait, I wrote this down. Let me just make sure I get it. Oh, that's right. This is what jo- I mean. They, they've. A little bit become like the Kansas City Chiefs a little where I I, cruise control, cruise control, Uh, cruise control. They put that big pirate ship on cruise control sometimes. I mean, they kind of have a feel right now of like the Chiefs did the last few years where it's just like, oh, we'll step on the gas. Oh, we took our foot off and relaxed a mm-hmm. little. Oh, we got to step back on it. Oh, no problem. Okay. Oh, boom, bing, boom, 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 touchdown. Oh, yeah, hey, that we stepped on the gas again. We're ready to play. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're amazing that way. And it goes for both sides of the ball. The defense too. Yeah, they took a huge lead in the football game. I mean, Brady was amazing early on. Yep. I mean, they were just dicing up the the uh, Falcons defense. And, you know, the uh enough of a run game just controlling the football game and then yeah i think they got a little conservative on the offensive side of the ball defense loses a little intensity they play a little conservative i mean what was it 28 to 10 at one point and all of a sudden the falcons get get back in it but they reassess and put the clamps down and then they just whoop that ass to end the game yep they did
0: yeah. 84th straight regular season game with four or more touchdown passes he had five in this one. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: he's got another one. Derek Carr and him are fighting it out for MVP of football right now through
0: two weeks. And Tom Brady has Rob Gronkowski, who caught two more touchdowns after catching two touchdowns in week one and two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, correct? And Yeah. So, yeah. Gronk is Gronk and
1: Brady are back. Like, what year is this? I, it's I crazy. know. It, it, it is. It's just another team like we just talked about, like the Cardinals. It's just too hard to match up with everything they have, let alone they still have that power run game element that you have to respect. Mm-hmm. So you look at that. And, you know, poor Matt Ryan. He looked like he was under duress for a lot of the football game. He took a lot of hits. And, and the Bucks, I know they got the two pick sixes at the end of the football game. Yeah. Off Mike of like, Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. You got both of them, right? Yeah. Um, the Bucks got their hands on a lot of balls at the line of scrimmage yesterday. That was one thing. that A lot of tip passes from Matt Ryan, mm. you know, or just throwing in the tight windows, um, but either way, that Bucks team is is phenomenal, and and they're not going anywhere. Vita Vea
0: and Dominican Sue made life very difficult for the Atlanta running game, and for, no running uh, game, for, for no running game. That's there where was I no just was
1: like, game. I don't know what anybody was talking about with Atlanta. Like eight wins this year, like what? A what? Yeah. What, what about that Matt offensive Ryan line? Again. It is like yeah. everyone just saw Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, and Pitts, and were like, in fantasy that's good. So in real life that's good. Yeah. And no, it's not. There's nobody special on defense. The offensive line's not very special. You know the running backs are not special, mm-hmm. you know. So you're not going to win the game and win a lot of games with three people. I'm sorry, and and, and that's that's tough. Just crushed Atlanta, right there. I know. Sorry, Atlanta. On them. Sorry. Uh, okay. I got faith for the future going forward. They're just they're they're in a
0: rebuild. Mode. Yeah, four or five years down the road, they might be a 500 team. Uh, Bears <laughs> against the Bengals. Speaking of 500 teams or worse, the Bears uh, against the Bengals. They did get the win here, 20 to 17. What's your headline for that
1: one? Um, Bears Bengals is. Um, if you build it, he will come. Ooh,
0: fields, fields of, of dreams. Justin. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he, yeah, he he played because Andy Dalton went down with yep, an injury, unfortunate. Uh, his numbers not great. No. Six of thirteen, sixty yards. Really bad interception late, where it's just like you need to protect the ball at yeah, all costs, and right. he basically just deposited it right into the Bengals linebackers' stomach. Um, but. After that, though, it's the, the opposite. He Next makes, drive makes a great, makes a great run to get the down, first down, right? and then ices the game. Right. Yeah. I mean,
1: the running special. And, again, hey, everybody, like, you know, one, hey, you know my questions about Justin Fields. Again, a little like, not saying it's Jalen Hurts, but a little the same thing. I have the same question. When it's NFL regular season football, is he going to be able to throw it into tight windows from within the pocket? I know he's going to be able to make a few runs and and everything like that every game because he's too special of an athlete that way. But I think anybody watching the game yesterday, like those are legitimate questions, but I'm not like being overly critical. Again, we got to remember, too, he didn't get to practice all week with the first team and and have legitimate reps. That's not easy for a young quarterback to just get thrown out there in that. And also, they didn't get to game plan around him. So if, if he is the starter this week and Andy Dalton can't play, they're going to change the approach and how they play on the offensive side of the football that fits him. And, of course, you're going to see more of the the run game element from the quarterback and that threat there. Hey, put your married, put your I ring back I on. Did that, yeah. um, so uh, I think that's what, like, I, you know, a few people were like, well, see, this is why you sit him. Uh, you know, well, first off, come on, relax here. You know, the the offense stunk is not that great anyways. Mm -mm. He kind of had to run the Andy Dalton game plan because that's what they had set forth. And let's give it a chance and see where it goes from here. Uh, But the Bears were, in my opinion, listen, they played good yesterday. Their defense stepped up. Um, I also, I I don't know, I got the feel during the game that they were a little bit fortunate to to win the game as well with some stupid Joe Burrow mistakes that he usually doesn't make.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they did have that one hookup, Joe Burrow with uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase again, a deep one, right? Where yep. two, the two Bears defenders at the end ran into each other and flipped each other
1: over. Yeah, that was really that was kind of cool. Kinda cool. Exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, the the Bears uh, uh, win this game, and just everyone wants Justin Fields to play. Right. Like I'm, I'm to the point where I think Andy Dalton probably wants. Because it's like he doesn't want to get booed anymore. And uh, Dalton is like, just put in Justin Fields. Yeah, like, I'm, end, I'm, end I'm sure right he's now. exhausted by it to a degree. <laughs> I, I don't
1: doubt that at all, that he's
0: exhausted by and, it. And he will play a lot, and he'll be fun to watch Justin Fields. I'm excited to but, see him But progress. he threw,
1: at one point, Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, five straight passes. Oh, yeah. Three were intercepted. Yes. First three in a a row were intercepted, and then he threw two touchdown passes. He had five straight passes. It was three interceptions, (laughs) two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he made some uncharacteristic mistakes, too. I mean, you know, the pick six down the middle. I mean, he just didn't see Roquan Smith, you know, kind of floating around there. So that was certainly a a huge play in the football game. If you look at that play again, it did look like – he, had, know, he looked had, like he had Boyd like, he kind did. of in the like middle they, of the field, right?
0: He, yeah, and T. Higgins on
1: the right sideline, and so like there were
0: open receivers
1: yeah. on that play. I know. That and was he a concerning one. Got locked in there a little bit. And, of course, you know, again, I don't expect them to be uh, hitting on all cylinders either. Joe Burrow's not quite himself. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, yeah, so we'll see. And the Bears defense, that's to me going to be one of the keys to them going forward. If they can play like that, and just you know, be formidable. They don't have to be the best defense in football. And then you got Justin Fields playing. You can run the ball, control mm-hmm. the clock. The Bears will be a pain in the butt to try to beat that way. Yeah, it should give a damn
0: okay to Roquan for that that pick six. Had eight tackles. Had a quarterback hit tackle for a loss. Yeah. He's a key cog on that defense for the Bears. That could be one of the better ones in the league this year. We got one more headline yep. for you. Broncos defeat the Jaguars, twenty three to thirteen. B aggressive b-e
1: aggressive b-e-a-g-g-r-e-s-s-i-v-e aggressive B. yeah aggressive <laughs> that's great i love that, right, that took well, me right back to my high school gymnasium uh, it's the best right i don't um, know how it ended but that, I, we'll have to practice well that again. you know why i want to say that right i'm pulling up the stats of this football game because this to me your guy teddy exactly is the only thing that has held back teddy bridgewater in, in his career to a degree it's just Being too conservative. And what we've seen in two weeks is Teddy B going, I'm going to throw bombs down the field. It's Teddy bomb show so far.
0: 13 Uh, passes of 20 or more yards downfield this season, tied with Trevor Lawrence, good for him, and Josh Allen for the most in the NFL. Wow.
1: And I would bet you that his completion percentage on those passes is better than those two right now, so he's probably the most efficient down-the-field thrower to go along with it. So in last game, for passes
0: that were 10 or more yards down the field, yeah. he was 4 of 10, so not a great percentage, okay. but
1: 117 yards, Well, so that's, that's all you need. See, that's why I don't give a shit about completion percentage. Correct. You know, that changes a football game right there. Well, We had four completions for, you know, 27, 28 yards apiece. That changes a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, I'd rather see that than, well, he's was 9 for 11 for 87 yards, and Mm -hmm. we had to kick four 64-yard field goals. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not going to win games. I mean, it's going to win some of them. But, yeah, I think it's really encouraging to see. And, ultimately, it's what their team is set up to do. And that's where, you know, yeah, I was saying Drew Locke's the guy because I didn't know if Teddy could do this, you know, in training camp and in preseason. Uh, But they have a good run game. They're going to make people respect it. And when you got those weapons on the outside, they're going to have a bunch of plays or a handful of plays every game that are going to lead to one-on-one shots, and they got to take advantage of it, and he should. I mean, his numbers should be even better than than what they are down the field. I mean, even like last week against the Giants, he had the wide-open post drop by K.J. Hamler in the end zone uh, that ultimately led to Jerry Judy getting hurt a few plays later and his hurt high ankle sprain. But, you know, Denver's, again, they're one of those teams – I know I didn't pick him to go to the playoffs but I know I've been saying watch out for them. Mm. Uh you there's a lot of things. What? I got a beeping in my yeah, ear. Yeah, I got a beep in my ear too there. Yeah. Oh, it's gone oh, now. Oh, went away good. Okay.
0: You know who did pick him to go to the playoffs? Farid, right baby. Guy right here. Woo! Uh which which I'll say now because they're 2 and 0 and
1: I'll stop saying. Them them Damn the Raiders lose. are leading the AFC West. Crazy, right? That is That's why football
0: so so fun. It's awesome. You know, we, don't know, we have no idea what's going to happen no. from week
1: to week. No, and it's early on in the year, and it's about matchups early on. Teams are fighting their, finding their footing, but like, yeah. I think there's a lot to be encouraged with with the Broncos. The defense, they were kind of sleepwalking early. Mm-hmm. The whole football team, I felt like like the Jags went on like probably their best drive of the season to start the game. Lawrence threw an unbelievable go route down the right sideline to Marvin Jones. It was one of the best throws of the day. I will say the same thing I said about Trevor Lawrence this week as I did last week. They're, again, there are too many throws that are missed at times where I just go, down. he's too good to miss that throw. Mm. Um, but either way, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've lost 17 straight now after
0: a loss to the Broncos here. Good way to wrap up. Give me the headlines presented by Hyundai. Hyundai's yeah, gonna Hyundai. Ha- they're going to be happy with that. Right, they should. I like, mean, they're going to look at that. Like, I, I, my, like the way I picture it, a bunch of executives in, right. in a room. And they're like, let's check out the Sims Hyundai segment. Right. And they'll watch that one. And they won't be blown away by it, but they'll be like, that's money well spent.
1: No. Money well spent. I think they're actually going to call the cities we did, too. And they're like, Chicago, we got a headline for you. (laughs) If you build it, he will come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Be aggressive, Denver. Denver Post. That should be your headline tomorrow. Yeah, spell it out. (laughs) Uh, yep. No,
0: I think you're right. And Pete says a standing ovation. So standing Pete, ovation. Yeah, Thanks. Pete is even more uh, more on board. Awesome. Okay, uh, final thing final before thing. we go here. Yep, I hold on. I'm looking at the, the rundown,
1: too. I'm like, where the hell are
0: we it here? It is the Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler oh, or Thibodeau baby. or random guy from Ole Miss top pick power rankings. <laughs> uh, so points bet gives us the, the, uh, the current odds here to, to be the top pick. And currently the favorite is Spencer Rattler, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Sam Howell from North Carolina, right below him. Thibodeau, the defensive end. Yep. Kayvon from Oregon next. Malik Willis. I know. I haven't Liberty, seen this. I've, the I've, heard, I've
1: heard a little bit about him. Yeah, I have what, not seen him yet. Liberty. I know.
0: Next thing you tell me, there's going to be a Colorado State Pueblo quarterback on <laughs> here. Uh, and
1: there's that uh, Matt Coral.
0: From Ole Miss. There's that guy. There's that guy. That so guy. my teams right now, yeah. so this is how it goes. It's like the teams who are in the running to get that top pick. So who's, who's, who's dedicated enough to get the number one pick? Uh, so number five for me right now yeah. are the Giants. Um, and now people say, well, they don't need a quarterback. This is not about who needs a quarterback. It's just who's going to get the top who's pick. Who's going to get the top pick, right. So
1: number five is the Giants. Right. They that's, would love to probably get the Oregon kid in pass rusher. That's true. They could, that's true. So yeah, could they, call it, yeah.
0: But Daniel Jones, they'd be higher on my list, but Daniel Jones has played well enough and he played well enough I think he was the best player in that game
1: like, against Washington. People gotta back the fuck off on you know we didn't talk about that a little bit, and you're, I'm glad yeah. you're bringing it like yes. back the fuck off on Daniel Jones. He was he was the best player in that game, I He think. was phenomenal. He yeah, okay. He should have hit the post down the middle, could have made an easier throw. I'd also say, you know, who's that? That was Darius Slayton. Like, you gotta lay out, put your hands up, go for it. Like don't just stick one hand there. That's a time where you gotta like, you know, go go gadget arms and leave the feet too to get to hands on the ball it's not that crazy of a catch yeah it could have been a more perfect throw but yeah Daniel Jones early in that game I mean he couldn't even look downfield because he was like oh shit they're on me already and he yeah. was throwing completions and of course the running aspect that he brings to the football game you know so yes I'm glad you did that sorry I didn't mean to cut you no, off no no
0: yeah. I, I think it was good because we usually miss the Thursday game we right? do we don't always hit on that one because you don't do a pod after that and then no. we kind of by. By Monday, it's we old news. We forgot about it, yeah. Um, so the Giants, some love, even though they lost uh, to Washington and uh, Taylor Heineke there. So they're number five for yeah. me. Number four, uh, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, because they uh, their defense still concerning, yeah. you know. Right. But as, it's a positive in, in these rankings. So they're number four for me. Number three, the Jets, who I would have thought I would have them lower, but... If, if we're going to have this many growing pains from Zach Wilson, they have a good chance. Yeah. they well, got a
1: good chance at the top pick. Yeah, well, I mean, no, no doubt. The injuries they've had, you know, I mean, gosh, Zach Wilson was, you know, abused in week one and hung in there and made a lot of great plays. Yeah, last week, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to have some struggles all year long. You're yeah. exactly right. So Giants, Falcons, Jets, number two. And
0: this is going to be the battle back and forth all year long. Like, which team's going to be, and and maybe it's the Lions, but right now the Lions are number two for me. Okay. The Lions are number two. They didn't play
1: their second game yet. They played a they night against played, the Packers. They haven't been blown
0: out by the Packers right. yet. So, that's a, the the fact that they came back and showed that grit against the 49ers, concerning. Yeah. That kind of grit is concerning. And if Dan <laughs> Campbell can get them to do that every week, they're right. not going to get the top pick. So, that's a, that's a. <laughs> That's a problem sign. So we'll see tonight. We'll yeah, see tonight. We uh, will. And number one, the Jaguars. I yeah. think the Jaguars are in the driver's seat yep. to get that number one pick for the second year in a row.
1: Trevor's not the guy. Trevor Lawrence is not the guy. No. Yeah. Should I'm, they yeah. take Spencer Rattler? That'll be the question. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so we'll see how that changes throughout the year. But I have a feeling those five teams are going to be in the mix most of the year. I
1: think you're right. I don't think there's any team we're missing... Texans not top five. That's a good Texans you, you're right. I, Texans are the team to look but to this point, definitely not. Yeah. I mean the Texans have been formidable. And who knows, maybe Deshaun Watson gets back in there. And I doubt wins that. some games. I, I doubt that. don't know. Well they but said I think they said I maybe I know. I, I don't Culley know. how that said, plays uh, out. Right? I don't
0: know either. Like, does he just start playing again and we just pretend like nothing happened? No, that, that what,
1: there's no way. I think Florio's been all over this. If he's if he is rumored to play or yeah. be there, the NFL's gonna get involved and put the kibosh on it. Okay. I would imagine. All right. Yeah. So that's that. Um, we
0: went through every game. Yep. We even touched on the Thursday game. We did. We got to Thursday. Uh, so that's it. And so now Monday night, you got Packers versus Lions. This, is, this game is actually very interesting. Like, How are the Packers going to bounce back after an awful performance? Maybe the worst of Aaron Rodgers' career. Uh, it's one of them. Uh, against the Saints, who yep. then looked human right. against Carolina. So that's another troubling sign for them. And the Lions, who are, are bad, but hey, we get to play on Monday night, which is
1: cool. Yeah. I, you know, and, and the thing that's, you know, of course, the, the Lions, their coaching staff is from New Orleans, who just played Green Bay. Mm. So they're going to look at things from that and go, wait, we could we can maybe, you know, there's some correlation here. Now, you know, they're mm. not the same football team as the Saints, so they're not going to be able to play the exactly the same way. Yeah. But... I would think Dan Campbell and company are going to look at that film and go, wait, you know, the Saints ran the ball on them. I think we can run the ball on them. Yeah. You know, and there's some things to be looked at at the defensive side, too. The one thing with, like, you know, they do have a little size up front on their defensive line the to Lions. where the Lions, yes. where they can be formidable in slowing down Aaron Jones in the run game. You know, uh, the Packers' pass game, again, I'm going to say it for the, probably the 50th time. It's not, like, special. I don't look at the Packers' pass game on film and go, oh, man, they're doing some cutting-edge drop-back pass stuff. You know, their best passing stuff comes off when the run game's going, and then Lafleur has a few cool play-action shots to go off of it. But the drop-back pass game itself has always been underwhelming, been underwhelming to me even through the Lafleur era, and it's still too much on one guy to make it happen. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Lions kind of hang around tonight. Uh, I don't think they win, like, probably lose by seven. Like, I'm going to look at my score. I think there, I have... it's
0: an 11 point spread. So you think the Lions may cover?
1: I, I they're going to be like right in that range, 28-21 Packers. Yeah, I, I kind of had them hanging around. I, I, you know, after that lackluster of a performance, yeah, I just, I got to see it from the Packers to go. Like, what are they exactly going to be here early on in the season? Lions least. are a good get-right game. They so are. The, they so are. that could be what it is for yeah. the
0: Packers. But I'm going to enjoy this game. Yeah, I'm going to go home. Definitely. I'm going to
1: get. You know, I'm going to pour for myself. What Woodford Reserve? Ooh, I have some at well home. Well done
0: and i've been cutting back a little bit right on the on the drinking yeah. but today's going to be a special day
1: good for you i know i want to i'm totally back on like my weekends only schedule yeah you know monday night does get me every Week- now and wait, then wait weekends only you work all sunday well now. my weekends for me are thursday night and friday night got it right so that's what i'm trying to contain myself with my you know daddy cigar and and my drinks as well but uh, i was going
0: to say you were acting kind of weird on the peacock show i was like now i know why
1: you know you're, <laughs> we, you're back on the weekends yeah, i'm back on the weekends yes uh, i'm back Back on the wagon. Here we go, baby. All right, that's it. We got it all, right? We got anything we got else? It to say? All. That's it. I mean, awesome job. I love the power rankings. All right. They're back. They're back, baby. Ahmed Freed, are you back on Wednesday or are you ditching me again? I'm ditching. No, Paul's back. Okay. I- I'll, I'll be back in seven months. See you in seven months. So I'm going to come back Yep. In seven oh, yep. Just Yep. We've been graced by your presence. Thanks so much. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hey, send questions in. We're, I mean, it's what the fuck happened Wednesday. I got this monitor behind me for a reason. All right. You see it. Chris Sims, Unbutton Under Armour. I want to break down plays. We're going to go through some of the biggest plays that happened last week. I try to tell you what went on, what went wrong, or maybe what an offense did to attack a defense and continue to expose them that way. We're going to try to do the best we can. But please send in the questions. That's it, Ahmed. You the man. That's Chris Sims, Unbutton. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll see you Wednesday. Under Armour, thanks Under for sponsoring yes, the show. Thanks for the shoes. You are the man. Thanks really for the am, shoes. I'm, I'm waiting for mine. Them. Let's go. I need yeah, some too. I want to wear my out. Steph Curry's. Peace out, Ahmed
0: then blended to perfection and cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard
1: lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.